everyone, and welcome back to the Unbothered Podcast, where we like to break down America's fifth sport, MTV's The Challenge. And today we have a special guest with us, originally from Road Rules, and a Challenge alum that we got to see back on this season of All Stars, the one and only Miss Ayanna Mackins. Welcome. Cheer. Yay. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks time. for having me. Thank you for being here. So, yeah. yeah. As we just saw, you just were in a final on the first season that you've been back on in 17 years. Yeah. You've had four kids since Mm -hmm. we saw you 17 years ago. What were your expectations when you were going into the season? And like, what did you think when they called you for all-stars? Man, I thought it was a scam. You know, I was like, you know what? We got so many things out here with the internet. And I think y'all y'all just calling all these reality people trying to, you know, game our heads up and get our social security numbers. Like, I was an old lady on the phone, truly, you know, <laughs> thinking it was a scam. But um, the very first time they called me is actually for season one. Um, but I had COVID my, and my whole family, we all had COVID. Um, that was December of um, 2020. And so, um, you know, having COVID was kind of like a good excuse as well, because I really wasn't confident that, you know, my body being in the shape that it was at the time. Um, you know, I think at the time I was a solid like 230, 240 and had just started like exploring like my weight loss, um, journey. And so, um, you know, having COVID kind of gave me that whole, yeah, you know, I'm not going to be able to do it. And I had put it in the back of my mind. But when they called me a second time, I was like, man, this is in the cards right here. Let's go ahead and and get serious and try. So, um, you know, I won the day I got off the plane, (laughs) you know, at the secret location, which we now know is um, the Maya Riviera of uh, the the beautiful country of Mexico. So, um, you know, I won. So they kept it a secret? You didn't know where you were going? Nope. No? Nah, man. And that's crazy, you know, when you have kids, like, to not be able to tell someplace, someone where you're going. But I'm um, at the same time, you know, it's a blessing that, you know, I had the kind of support system at the time that could weather that. Nice. Well, I think that's why people like all stars a lot too. And, and because you're not gone as long, Yeah. you know, so that's awesome. Yeah. Well, look, I is... haven't been gone in 17 years. So, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, I have a, uh, she's now four years old as of December. And then I have a, uh, she's almost two. She'll be two in March. So, you know, Aww. at least for the last about five years, I've, I haven't gone very much of anywhere. Um, I had an opportunity to go on a um, semester of seat reunion with most of my castmates wow. to celebrate like our, our, um, our 20 year anniversary of being on the ship along with all of the rest of our shipmates. So that was wonderful. But other than that, like I really hadn't traveled in a, in a very, very long time, let alone to, you know, leave my, my, my young children um, for an extended period. So, like I said, I won when I got off the plane. I was like, <laughs> it's just me, you know, it's not everybody. <laughs> so like, uh, I don't have a diaper bag. Like, I just have my, <laughs> my stuff in it. I don't have no, any snacks, no gold <laughs> You know, no, no random foods <laughs> that you stop eating around six years old. I don't have none of that with me. Jeez, I won <laughs> Just all time. <laughs> so, I mean, were you uh, nervous at all, like when you were going on the plane, or even when you no. just came off? No, I no. a little bit. 
No, I was I was living my best life from the from the moment that I got into. Uh, I think I took an Uber to the airport. No, 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 no. That's not that's not accurate. A friend of mine drove me to the airport. From the moment that I got out of his car and and, and went to the air and went into the uh, went into the airport. Like I had, I was full face. Like I had never had my full face done before. And my niece, she does like lashes and she does all kinds of like makeovers for people in North Carolina. So she came up all the way from North Carolina. She's like, girl, you know, this is a once in a lifetime thing. You need to go ahead and, and get the war paint on. So she did my full face. Like I was ready to go. Like I was like, when we drop, if we drop tomorrow, like I'm I'm camera ready. Let's go. I love it. We didn't start filming for a whole like week and a half. So <laughs> <laughs> so my cute face, you know, the people on the plane got to see it. And, you know, I got to see it. But man, I was ready. I was ready. I was I was so ready. I'm still ready, you know, to just embrace whatever life has um for me um coming forward that's that's positive especially so you do it again oh yeah yeah oh yeah especially now like now that i'm like i'm in my rhythm of like being in shape again and being athletic and all of that like that was well, the um, link that was the sneak yeah i'm kind of jumping ahead here but um i saw that you had credited Darrell for um like helping you get in shape how did that come about yeah, there were, you know, there's so much footage that you guys don't get to see. And, you know, I, I definitely think that it, you know, gives a, uh, a a good opportunity for like them to consider doing like a challenge All-Stars Uncut for season one and season two. Just a little hidden yeah. thing that y'all didn't get to see. But um, I had a specific conversation with Darrell, Janelle, who had just sat me down and we're just talking about like Janelle, you know, she's had children and she's also a medical professional. So, you know, she gave a lot of insight around, you know, just her journey and what she went through. And then, you know, Darrell is a, you know, again, certified bona fide personal trainer. And even though, you know, in terms of, you know, my position and where I'm at, he normally works with, you know, clients that are a little bit of a, you know, higher, I guess you could say social status or echelon, but, you know, the fundamentals of what, you know, physical fitness look like that, you know, that that's universal. So many times I think for people that are like battling, you know, their body changing at a certain age, it's truly lack of information. It's lack of really um, having those specific conversations about some of the things that you may be facing. And, um, you know, he looked me dead in my eye the same way that he looked um, Janelle in the eye right before the final, like, girl, you better get your back together. He looked me in my eye and he said, it's possible. If you choose to commit to it fully, 100%, without um, a, uh, without any kind of excuses that you're going to make around it, he's like, it's more than possible. And he, you know, he gave me that little deep daddy look, you know, like, come on, let's go. <laughs> Darrell's a champion for a reason. And I think a lot of that champion mindset comes out in the way he speaks to people. You know, he doesn't waste words. And so... Um, you know, that moment for me was a cornerstone. Like as soon as I got off the plane coming back home, it was like, okay, I'm gonna take two days to let these mosquito bites and these bug bites, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let them go down, yeah. you know? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the doctor and have them give me the once over, make sure I'm good. And uh, I gotta get out there and I need to, uh, just for me, not even necessarily for the challenges, but more so for just having a robust life post 40 and to be here for my kids and my grandkids. 
you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic where having a strong immune system is essential to just, you know, being able to access life and enjoy, you know, everything, especially salads. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that, that moment with Darrell, you know, a few moments with other cast members, you know, you start to hear the echoes of, of their, the advice that they get um, post experience. So um, that's, you know, again, I, I credit him with a huge chunk of that because, you know, like I said, he didn't have to do that. He could just set off to the mm -hmm. side, like, okay, whatever, you know, but he didn't, he offered, um, you know, he offered that sage piece of advice and that encouragement. And I mean, I'll thank him forever for that. That's awesome. We that love Jarrell. We do. <laughs> I'm a big fan of his, so. I need him to look me in my eye and tell me the same thing. Cause I got my own right? Come on. <laughs> Right. Just kick me right in the ass and get me on that path. Um, <laughs> and speaking of that, like when you said getting off the plane, you felt like you were already winning. Who were yeah. you most excited to meet of your new castmates? Meet or see? Both. Oh. <laughs> we already know. Like my partner that I went to the finish line with the moment that I saw with the scepter. Oh gosh. Girl, yes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I've been in the house for two years. <laughs> been in the house <laughs> with four kids for two years. You know, um, but one of the things, you know, one of the reasons why I got excited, and you know, not to be too silly and dwell on that particular part of it, which was a beautiful thing. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, tech for me, when you go back in time, you know, he's a part of that whole road rules semester at sea experience for me post show because his show you know with amaya and ruthie and their whole crew they were on at the same time as that we were on so the very last time i saw mary ellis um Bunum was you know in the same space that he was and there was a rap party for both shows and they brought everybody together and um like i just recently shared pictures with uh folk from that with Cy and a few other people but man like Cause I've had those, in, I've had that in a box for like 20 years. So I saw that. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I got a lot of little secret receipts in there. I mean, <laughs> I've been questioning about, you know, whether or not to pull some of them out, but uh, you know, that being said, you know, I've, um, I've chosen to, to give some folk some things from that box um, just because, you know, there's no joy brought to it. If it's sitting in there, you know, collecting mm -hmm. dust. Um, but yeah, seeing tech, it, it definitely for me was a full circle moment because it just it just took me back to my youth and and crushing and all of that and that was good um also i was excited to see kendall like for the first time in person because i was kind of i'm just kind of a fan you know like you know what kendall you know is resilient she's strong she's been through things she's been through being um put in the elimination arena a bunch of times so um you know, because I hadn't really watched all the challenges coming up to um, season two. I'd only caught little snippets and I caught little pieces, but I hadn't like binge watched. Because like I said, I got four kids and yeah. we got this one big TV behind us. So it's like if it's about mama watching what she want to watch and us watching, you know, Coco Melon. <laughs> Sometimes Coco Melon, you know, takes... Uh, precedent you know for me to just have a peace of mind for a few hours so um you know i went in kind of naive 
not knowing the culture of the challenge. Uh, but I think that also worked to my benefit because I also didn't have, I didn't have any filters. You know, I wasn't sitting back yeah. trying to play certain, certain routines and rituals because I didn't mm-hmm. have them. And I think that, that that's what- Got you till final. Not this is what a lot of people like about the season, you know, because if you look at this band of this band of a uh, band of pirates that have come together, you know, a lot of us um, didn't have that 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 history of being on the newest challenge, you know, over and over and over again. So we're really bringing a lot of vulnerabilities. We're bringing like our full self to that moment, whatever that happens to be, you know, case in point, you know, Tyler, you know, he gave us his, all of who he is. He gave us, as a matter of fact, he gave us somebody else too. He gave us two people. (laughs) (laughs) We get Tyler and we get Tundra, you know? And for me, I had the pleasure of getting, you know, the third version of Tyler as well, because we had these intense conversations about him being an educator and educating people in his home community in North Dakota about, you know, just history and having dialogues with young people. And so we connected there. Um, so I got a chance to see three Tylers. I saw Party Tyler, I saw Tundra, and I saw Dr. Duckworth. Like I always slip that in for him. I'll be like, okay, Dr. Duck- Duckworth. And he gives me the cut eye, but he really is at that level where, you know, all he has to do is say, okay, this is something I want to put on my bucket list to get this PhD. And he, you know, just has that, um, that level of scholarship and his ability to communicate in that world, um, he could just go get it and it wouldn't be a factor. It'd just be, okay, well, what, what's your thesis topic going to be? What, what's your dissertation going to be about? Um, Cause he's just that kind of dude. And um, I appreciate just being around folk, you know, that, that are at that space in their lives. Uh, so, you know, you got that happening and you got Derek and, and everything that's happening with not only him returning, to in a sense vindicate himself from you know previous challenges when he was when he was a lot younger, but then he's also battling this you know home situation you know with his sister, so you know for all intents and purposes you know we don't have to go into um, a magic hat of, of of trickery to make a good story for y'all because you know just our authentic lives are that, um, so you know I just. I, I I treasure this experience. I treasure it. You know, I, I don't know if it could ever occur in the same way. I think our cast is special. I think everybody thinks our cast is special, but I think this was I think this was special. I, I really do. The yeah, fans it was fantastic. It. Mm-hmm. We yeah. loved it. Yeah, trust me, it was Absolutely. very entertaining. Very much so. Um, and obviously, we see you going into the first elimination. You're going against Leah. You absolutely smash it. I mean, <laughs> those coffins were nothing for you. They were like floating right. on water. <laughs> and, you know, Leah really, really, really struggled. And then you go over to help her finish it. You know, Nehemiah helps. Derek's helping from the sidelines. It's a moment that causes a lot of us fans to definitely shed some tears because we don't get that very often anymore. And it was just like, this is so amazing that you can't write this. Was it just something that came to you in the moment when you nah. just kind of saw her struggling? Nah. I mean, we talked about, you know, we didn't, of course, we didn't plan it out because you don't know what's going to go down in the arena in terms of what you're going to be asked to do. But we had talked about, okay, no matter what happens, you know, we're going out on shoulders. We're going to ensure that, you know, if it's your day, 
I'm going to clap you up. If it's my day, you're going to clap me up. Like we are going to have this moment um, where we support each other. Now, that's easy for somebody to say before you get into the mix, right? Because then <laughs> the reality of having, you know, $500,000 on the line is just right there in front of your face, you know, when you're in that bullpen area. It's like, okay, now this is, this is, uh, what, what was that? Uh, Billie Jean King, I think. Um, not, not Billie Jean King. It was like the legend of Billie Jean. It was an 80s movie. And she like oh, shaved yeah. her head. Yeah, Helen Slater, she shaved her head. She's yeah. like, it's a do or die situation. We are invincible. Like that was playing in my ears. I'm like, I wanna fall to be innocent. Yeah, stand up and face <laughs> the enemy. Like all of that's happening. So your niceties kind of, I don't want to say go out the window, but you can't really, you know, say what you're going to do in the moment. When I finished and noticed that she was, you know, still trying to open the carabiner, just my mom, my mom intuition, my woman intuition, it was like, you know what, anxiety is catching the best of you, but this isn't all of you. This isn't who I saw when we sat by the pool talking about, you know, our struggles as single moms and when she told me her story about what she wants to do for Griffin and I told her what I'm trying to do for my Madison, my Sadiq, my Ife, my Ileana. Um, I was like, the world's going to see what I saw. Full stop. Like, you ain't going out with the world not seeing that. And um, not, not if I got anything to do with it. Um, just because, you know, she didn't have to share any of that with me. She could have just, you know, sat off and kind of been in her world which you know may not have included somebody like me or from my station in terms of the challenge right you know she didn't have any reason to open up to me but she chose to do that and um you know i felt to me i felt obligated to keep my word um i also wanted to see if it was like is everything all right like do we need to reset this do we need to do this over again like you know is something stuck something glued to the ground like look if I'm a win, this is gonna be my first win. I'm gonna go down in history as winning something. I want to win it. Like I don't want it to be no funny style, no question. Like that's it. You know, if we gotta reset, go back to the beginning. Let's. You know what I mean? If it's for me, it will be for me. Full stop. Um, and then you guys got the chance to see how that unfolded. You know, I'm I'm very humbled that you know the production decided to include it because they didn't have to. You know. Um, but they made a choice to include that moment and, and share that with the world. And I, um, you know, it's something I'm proud of. It's something, the relationship with her moving forward is something I'm even more proud of, which I'm not going to see maybe, you know, um, because yeah, I think as parents and anyone else struggling through trying to guide young people through this new normal, it's new for them and it's new for us. Like we don't have parents that are like, that went through this. Remember that time when you went through your version of the pandemic? No, nah, we're the we are the new you know, parents that are trying to figure all this out. And so, um, you know, the fact that I got a sister in that 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 walk and that struggle is something I'm, I cherish forever. So uh, yeah, that's what I got on that. I have that's to say, and don't say this the wrong way, I wasn't always a fan, but that moment I just fell in love with you. So. <laughs> And then now I follow you on Instagram and I just think you're so, I don't know, you're so cute on there and happy and positive. I love it. Yeah, you gotta be nowadays, you know, it's, yeah. you gotta cherish your moments. You know, there's so many 
you know, times in the last two years where, you know, I've had to cry and I've, you know, I've been compelled to be sad and compelled to be mad, you know, braid gate, salad gate, whatever else, you know, that's, that, that is dystopian compared to some of the circumstances that, you know, my, me and my family have been faced with in the last two years, you know, from, you know, kids that, you know, I've seen growing up, you know, be gunned down in the street less than a block from my house, you know, from, you know, COVID and losing several family members to it. My most recent family member, like three days ago. Um, it's like when you start to compare and contrast what's important to really be upset about, you know, hands down, you know, these other things trump anything that, you know, I could come up with on a reality show um, for me. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's, I didn't want to let what was going on outside the show keep me from having fun and, and keep yeah. me from like just, you know, living in the moment for better or for worse. You know, whether you agree or disagree with whatever <laughs> I did, just be, just be very much so aware that this is like my once in a lifetime thing to be able to try this. Like I didn't care about being rude for eating an old salad. I was like, you know what? I'm going to eat it. That's <laughs> it. You know, I didn't care about my stomach flopping all over the place while I'm jumping on a trampoline. You know, um, when do we get a chance to be free like that as adults? You know, when we're six, you can jump off the big slide. You know, you can you can go up the wrong way and, and, and it's okay. But when we get to be adults, everybody starts putting all these boundaries on themselves and they put them in themselves in a box. And, um, you know, I didn't want to do that for me. Um, like I said, I've been in an apartment for two years with four kids. And, um, you know, I'm, it, it, it helps me rest real easy at night to know that I didn't leave. I got nothing that I can go back and say, I didn't do what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I, didn't, I, I left something behind. I don't have anything that I need to redo or, or anything else, you know, um, everything from this point or that point forward is, you know, icing on the cake, you know, mm -hmm. so. Exactly. But I'm glad, that, I'm glad that you like me a little bit now. <laughs> I like you a lot now. <laughs> and, you know, I think a lot of fans loved you after that first elimination. And then we went a little when Braidgate happened because they were like, wait a minute. It's like a total 180. And I just kind of want to know, because like you said, there's a lot of things we don't see. And when you ended up nominating her in your place for elimination, because you had the life shield, like, was that all because of the argument that happened during braiding or was there more to it that we just didn't see? Well, you know, I think it's a, it's, it's a, a comfortable medium between those two, you know, there's always going to be something that the audience doesn't see because, you know, it's 45 minutes. Right. And we're talking about several days, um, you know, but the best way that I can some, you know, bring it to a summary is that, you know, when you're in that kind of circumstance and someone shows you that their loyalty is not with you, that their loyalty is somewhere else. Um, and that they'd be willing to put you out there socially in such a way that you wouldn't be well received by your peers. Um, I'm sorry. Like for me, I had to go ahead and put the armor up because, you know, what you guys see is someone expressing her, needs, wants, and concerns to someone else, 
into someone else, into someone else, to all these other people that I may potentially have to work with or whatever, but you don't come to me straight. You don't come to me with any kind of understandings. And I kind of felt like a duck, just like a sitting duck, you know? So in that circumstance, I felt like I had to protect myself, you know, and, and ensure that somebody that might be gunning for me, you know, I had to go ahead and uh, neutralize that threat, you know, and for better or for worse, you know, I think sometimes people can use tears to elicit sympathy. But if your tears, like if you could cry in one second and you saying fuck you the next, at the end of the day, you know, I think the fuck you was there first. <laughs> the tears was just, you know, was just the, just the, um, the dressing to that real turkey of, you know, fear and anxiety. You know, once you get going to the arena, and I'll leave it with this, you know, who else would have, should have gone in but her? And that's the question I want to leave with the fans. It's like, okay, should Casey have gone to her place? Should Kendall have gone to her place? Should any other women on our team have gone to her place? Should that um, choice of who went in, should it have been left to some guys that were, you know, doing things with fingers behind their back? You know, or as someone who earned my life shield, like I earned it. Mm -hmm. I went to elimination. I came out. I earned it. It was mine. You know, should I have not used that and gone in myself? Come on, like, you know, no, I would totally expect you to use it. Yeah, I would have been like, no, I'm not letting (laughs) her make the decision because my point of having it, you're not going to use it, right? Yeah. So the long and short of it, you know, we came to play. We came to play. And once your name's up there on that board and you walk into that elimination arena, that moment is yours to do with whatever you're going to deal with it. You know, so, you know, at the end of the day, it was Jody's day and, you know, she came out on top. And if you go back to that elimination, you can really look at it and you can see opportunities where it could have been either one of their days. You know, there were some missed opportunities for that to have shifted in a very different direction. And if it had shifted in a different direction, we would have been telling a completely different story right now. You know, she would have gotten her first elimination win ever. Jody would have not advanced forward at all. It would have been a completely different show, possibly. Sally Gate would have never gone down, you know? So that's the beauty of the the challenge, you know? Um, You're put in these circumstances where you are compelled to show up. And then you have to give mm-hmm. viewers whatever it is you got or nothing at all. Well, and I think we as fans, it's hard for us to, we're not in that situation. We're not in a house with a whole bunch of other people and we're competing and it's stressful and people aren't cleaning and, you know, we're not in that situation. So I'm, I'm sure it's different. It's a different headspace if you're there too. So, yeah. you know, and it's crazy. Like you ever have a job? Where as soon as you're like not on that gig anymore, um, I was a contractor for many years, so I'll use that term job and gig interchangeably, you know, no shade to anything, anybody's uh, way of making a living. But have you ever been on a job and as soon as that gig is over or that job is over, you sit back and you're like, why was I so concerned about that Excel sheet or that meeting that, you know, I didn't take the notes for, or didn't read the agenda for or whatever. When you're in that moment, there are certain things that are so important to you 
that the moment that the circumstances change become irrelevant, you know? Right. I think it's yeah. the same thing for the challenge. You know, while we're in it to win it, mm-hmm. you know, that that board whose name's up there matters. Right. <laughs> it's very and, true. And who, who votes for you matters, you know, side conversations. You know, it's crazy like to be on the periphery of them and hear people talking about get yeah, and in in challenge nineteen, this person voted for me and these two people didn't vote for me and blah blah. blah. I'm like, y'all remember that? Like y'all remember who <laughs> did and didn't do and and, and y- y'all filed that away like as as information that matters, you know? And um, it, it it creates a very unique set of, of of dependencies if that makes any sense on um mm-hmm. what will then impact how you experience that whole challenge uh circumstance so you know i'm here for it though like i had a good time i had a good time i had a good time i don't know if i could even get away with having that kind of a good time again because now like folks are like all right we see how you roll now, so yeah, they nah, they we, they will right. not leave out any salads. Not <laughs> they might leave them out on purpose, like okay, mm, yeah, we're gonna try to try to trap you on that joint. Try to trap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna catch her now. See if she now, shows up now, to deliberation. I'm here for some laxative on it. You know, I like a smooth move. Make me lighter on my feet. So. When, you, <laughs> when you went into that deliberation, were you planning on being like, you know what? I'm going to just tell Jody it was me and I'm going to make it a better moment than I slept in my Jersey again. Well, okay. Um, so, uh, you know, about that, you ever get caught in a situation where you do something really small and then someone else does something small and then you try to outsmall them and it just mushrooms into something that's a whole lot bigger. Well, that's kind of what that was, you know, um, you know, it's no secret that on the challenge we're provided with, you know, food from production. Um, But there's also opportunities for those that, you know, have means to order outside and they can bring things in. Well, what was happening, and by that time we'd been there for several weeks, you know, people who had means, you know, they might order four or five things and just have them leaving around and maybe eat them, maybe not eat them. And then those of us that were kind of dependent upon, you know, whatever the catering put out, you know, we were there, right? Some people have certain things about food and I'm one of those people, you know, as someone that has dealt with, um, you know, weight challenges, you know, I'll look at the really bad thing that I shouldn't eat and I have to literally talk myself off the ledge. Like, okay, if you eat that, it's going to do this to your body and that to your body. You need to go ahead and step away now, drink some more water. You know, um, I go through a whole process when it comes to food. So to have that beautiful, lean salad just sitting there, something I can eat, I can eat that. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and it was it was like glistening in the moonlight, you know? It was like calling you know to I mean? you. He was calling me, you know, and it was unloved. And it had been there for like two hours, like just sitting there. Not, not open, but it was it was closed. Oh, it was a container. And it had a big J on the top, you know, for Jody. I was like, man, she ain't going to eat this salad, man. 
I'm gonna just, you know, enjoy this moment, enjoy the, the moonlight, enjoy the pool. Imagine I got a fine dude next to me. You know, just go off into my own little fantasy. But it didn't happen like that. You know, <laughs> she came looking for a salad. While I was, you know, clean after I'd eaten the salad, and I was already I was cleaning up because I was just like, oh, this is some shit, man. I'm not gonna have these folks cleaning up behind all of us, you know. Plus, I had been sitting out there already for a while. I didn't want them to think that I was, you know, just leaving shit around. And I was kind of upset with people in the house, too, for just being messy. Um, so I'm cleaning stuff up. Jody asked me where a salad is. And it's how you ask somebody sometimes. It's how you ask something. So in that moment, you know, one thing leads to another. And for her it causes her to go back in the house and start talking to everybody else doing something similar you know to what Sophia did you know you talk to everybody but me about me and that don't ever rub me the right way but Ayana at 43 versus Ayana at 23 you know I kind of can sense when you're trying to throw a, a worm on a hook at me and trying to you know snag me into the that he said, she said, rah, rah, rah. So when Jazzy comes out, you know, with some information that wasn't 100%, I'm like, okay, let me make sure that I, ooh, my battery's getting low. But anyway, I was like, yeah, let me make sure that I, um, you know, protect Jazzy and try to not let her get in the middle of it. But, you know, Jazzy's hot fire, you know, hot tamale firecracker. So she's like that cousin who you love that, you know, you'll know your cousin gonna get loud. But you just got to keep on telling your cousin, like, look, it ain't about you. It's not about you. It's not about you. So even when she told me that I wasn't her mama, <laughs> in that moment, like, I wanted to just clap it up because her comeback was, like, just so cool, you know? I'm like, damn, that's a damn good comeback, you know? If you wasn't saying that to me, I would have been like, and what she said, <laughs> right? But, uh, you know, in that moment, I just kept it moving. I just kept trying to, you know, create space and distance. So I was like, you know, this ain't really what... We're not here for that because, you know, that occurs other places. I can be a little bit smarter about this. Um, so I did. It was intentional. I was like, you know what? After we do the vote today, whatever, I'm going to come clean about her salad. I'm going to try to do it in the funniest way possible because I want to try to break the tension in the house. Because that's the one thing, too. If you make somebody laugh, you know, even if they're mad at you, it, it it just it 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 mutes it. it it tones it down a little bit it makes you less of a you know evil person and more of a of an asshole so i'll take asshole over evil any day you know you could come back from asshole you can't really come back from like eternal damnation and evilness mm -hmm. so you know, it's hard to come back from um it was very funny and it worked i think it was yeah, I mean, oh, she texted it. today. She was like, she texted me today. She's like, I'm eating Greek salad. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. Darrell so, cracking up. Yeah, Darrell. Yeah. They showed his face and he was cracking up. It was funny. <laughs> Peck didn't seem too happy, though. <laughs> oh, well, I'll do it. He told me to shut up. He told me to be quiet. Yeah, like, shut up. <laughs> and, and I didn't. You know, He's absolutely like, I'm telling you, every single one of his confessionals was spot wow. on. Yeah. Every single, everyone, everyone was spot on. And, um, you know, I, I 
I definitely see us, you know, like, you know, we're like the brother and sister that are like, we ride for each other, but we, we be doing this all the time. Um, yeah, but I got a lot of love for that man. You know, he's a creative, creative spirit, creative soul. Um, you know, got a good heart, got a good heart. So, but yeah, I still had, I had, I had to get my jab in, you know, but I, you know, I, I was quiet for a little while. I was quiet for a little while, but he was, he was like, I told you, you were quiet the whole time. You wouldn't be. I, mean, I was like, no, I wasn't. To be fair, the voting was done. So anything that was said after, it doesn't really matter. Right? right? There we go. Fair game. Fair game. And yeah. I, it's good that Jody can joke about it now. So, I mean, it's yeah. just, it was just a salad. It's okay. There's always yeah. more salads. Yeah. Um, All so, y'all things out there that are like, you know, you know, down with Ayana, she's a thief, she's evil. I'm not a thief. I'm not evil. I'm not coming to your house and taking your Crocs. Okay? You don't need to turn the camera on for me. I'm not taking your Amazon packages. But I might eat your food. <laughs> Just don't leave out your Greek salad. Don't leave out your salads, your your fruits. You don't leave out a fruit salad. That's all fair game, you know. You can leave you out your hamburger. Have- you had the two most talked about moments of the whole season. So obviously the first one was with Leah and then the salad. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good for you. Well, actually <laughs> three, including the confessional about tech scepter. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. yes. So that's like how you opened up the show and we were like, all right, we know this is going to be good. Well, listen, you know, the thing is, this, like I said, I didn't have nothing to lose. You know, other people married and they got situations at home or the last time they've been on a show, they, they had controversial, you know, stuff happening as it relates to, you know, I have nothing to lose. I got four kids at home, been in an apartment for two years. I'm a look. I'm a look. I'm gonna look at the naked man jumping in the pool. I, and, and anybody want to sit up here? That's why I wish Leah was on this podcast with me because she keep it real too. Because Leah was looking. <laughs> we gonna look at the fine naked man jumping in the pool. That, that, that's, 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 that, come on now. That, that, I mean, I, I know, I know. We in the politically correct age, and and I get it. I get it. I deeply, I deeply feel the struggle and the oppressions of folks that go through the things that they go through around that. I have a look at the naked man in the pool. <laughs> As you should. As you should. If anybody said they didn't look, they would be lying. They'd be lying. I'm sure <laughs> even the dudes looked. Absolutely. <laughs> they had to compare and contrast. If he didn't want you to look, he wouldn't have thrown it out there. Exactly. You know, that sounds so bad because, you know, when you when you talk about like this double standard, you know, that's you look at most of these Me Too conversations and whatnot. You know, there's the there is a sub conversation of, you know, people should be able to bear their skin in certain ways and it not be sexualized or whatever. And, and I get that. I get that. All I ask is that for anyone that is like seriously go hard down that road, remember it is the challenge of all stars. Tech is cool with it. He's fine with us kind of objectifying him. It's, I mean, in a way he was kind of doing community service for some of us, you know? It's been a minute. <laughs> we it's actually true. talked to him last week. He's awesome. Yeah, he is fantastic. 
Um, and speaking of you and tech, obviously you guys, um, on that one swimming challenge, ready to jump off the giant cliff, you had to choose a partner. Little did you all know it was your partner for the rest of the season. And were you excited to be partnered with tech for the rest of the season? Or were you like, I wasn't expecting this. Would you have made a different decision? No, n- absolutely not. You know, it's funny because, uh, Johnny Fairplay on his podcast, he was like, somebody, I would have had to jump over somebody. Somebody would have to jump over me if I was going to choose a partner, I would choose you. And um, that's kind of how I also feel about tech. I couldn't, even if every single person that had gone home in previous eliminations, like if they had us picking partners from day one, there ain't nobody else that I would have wanted to be uh, my partner through this. Um, Hindsight 2020, you know, I definitely would love, you know, to be a partner with Darrell just from the sheer fact, you know, his experience and, you know, just kind of seeing how he uh, dealt with that whole situation with Janelle, you know, when she was kind of feeling, you know, you know, second guessing herself in terms of her injury. That's the kind of like coach that I've had in the past where they're just like, all right, I'm going to listen to what you have to say. But I'm not going to, you know, mollycoddle you. I'm not going to baby you. I'm going to say, all right, take your aspirin, do what you got to do. But we still got got work to do. And I respond well to that. Um, so, but yeah, I'm like, I can't go back and say, you know, could, you know, Derek have been my partner or Brad or, or Nehemiah or whatever. Because Nehemiah was my partner you know, for one of the challenges, he's a fierce competitor. Like I would never like have any doubt in my mind that if he was my partner, like going into a final, that he also wouldn't be, um, that he also would be an awesome partner to have. But for my memory's sake, for my heart's sake, for the fun's sake, everything else, like tech number one. And I'm just, I'm (laughs) glad that I had that memory. And I loved you guys as a good combo. And I think he said he would, he liked either having you or having Kendall as a partner. Cause he was like, Kendall, I could carry her. Ayana, she could carry me if she needs to. So I knew we'd be set. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I hear you. <laughs> and obviously you guys make it to the final. It's the first final tech has ever done. Was it your first final? Mm-hmm. Your first final. It was a lot of first timers in this final, which I kind of like because it's like, it's a toss up. Like you don't know what could possibly happen. And we see you guys of the three phases that they show or the three checkpoints. You guys chose the bike one as your first checkpoint. Knowing what you know now, would you have (laughs) not chosen the bike first? I would have not chosen the bike first. Oh my, that was the... Ah, that, that, that's that the, hours, right? To ride the bike. It was because a tremendously hours. long time. Yeah. Tremendous amount of time, you know, because every time we would go out to the check, the first checkpoint, because there was actually a second checkpoint that was like way far out for just one of the pieces. Um, you know, and I think they showed it, but I don't know with the cuts, like how that story gets, I'm not certain like how that story is told with the cuts, but um, all that being said, you know, newfound appreciation for people that are triathletes, 
you know, I've done one triathlon once in my life and it was like a mini, it was a mini triathlon for moms that the YWCA had done. And, you know, it was like, you know, three miles in the pool. It was, you know, 5K run and like like a 10 mile bike ride on roads. <laughs> like on paved roads. Um, newfound appreciation for people that really get out there and do like biking in woods on terrain. Because there's just certain elements of that kind of physical activity that I think when you haven't done that, you just don't really know how to, you know, navigate your body through persisting through something like that. So you overextending mm -hmm. when you probably should not be overextending it and vice versa. Um, I now have bike. <laughs> I now have bikes, plural, here in the house. So it's like it opened up something for me that, you know, I didn't have much experience in at all prior to that is now giving me a new awareness. Um with biking nice. and whatnot yeah. so yeah looking back on it i probably would have wanted to do one of those memory puzzles first um because mm -hmm. by then you know we were so you know being up all night on the logs being sleep deprived all of the electrolytes and the water that's expended with being in the sun doing all that biking back and forth um i was my brain was scrambled eggs you know, by the time that we finished the first activity. So, um, you know, definitely, I would say lessons learned, but you never know how it's gonna go, you know? Like with Darrell and Janelle trying to use the flashlight. Right. <laughs> I was in the house. I watched it when you guys watched it. Like, I didn't see like any of these other parts of it, you know, uh, and how close everyone was to, you know, throwing it, throwing in the towel. I think if I'd have known how close everybody else was going in the towel, I may have waited till somebody else did it first. But, you know, by the time y'all see me um, really be honest about what was happening with my body and like saying, I, I nah. My what dad, were you going through? Just the dehydration, pain? Mm -hmm. What was, yeah. It was, it was really the dehydration. It was mm -hmm. really feeling um, my, my body just you know starting to just and it was hot wasn't it yeah it was like over 100 degrees but it was it's one thing to be outside for like 25 minutes or even 30 minutes in that kind of heat but we were out we were out like we never went back in mm -hmm. anywhere from the moment that we were at the elimination we were never back inside something <laughs> so, right you know, the end of that. So, like I said, I, I, I pushed myself way farther than I thought I could have ever gone. But when I really, when I started seeing spots, like that's always something for me. Like if I'm seeing spots, I'm seeing little fireflies fluttering in the, in my vision. That's for me, like a sign of, you know what? Well, we as fans too, you hear people are, they're like, oh, you know, they give up or they quit or whatever. I couldn't get through a single elimination, much less get to a final and like do any of that. So, you know, more power to you. Yeah, no, I agree. Like it, I have a lot of respect for all the competitors in general because yeah. it takes a lot physically and mentally to do these challenges and the eliminations and especially the final. So 
you know, hats off to all of you. I would complain if I was just sitting in a chair in a hundred degree weather. Like, I'm done. I'm going Trust me, I complain walking to my car when it's a hundred degrees and humid <laughs> right. in the Baltimore summer. Like I couldn't imagine having to run through it for a, a whole day. Yeah, even, like, and even like to your point, you know, the um, the women's triathlon was in Frederick, Maryland, and like up near Gaithersburg. So, so oh, yeah, familiar with the area. It was nice. It was like springtime, so it's cool, airy, you know, cool weather, you know, nice rolling hills. Um, you know, I um, but I'm hungry for it now. Now that I could see how far I could get you know, being a neophyte and not knowing what I'm doing. Now I've been like watching Tough Mudders online and I've been reading different articles and, you know, because we're in a pandemic, it makes it a touch more challenging to find these in-person experiences. At the same time, it's like my, my interest is tweaked now. I'm like, hmm. This is a whole nother thing that I didn't even see myself doing at this stage in my life that I think can be a um, a source of joy for me, even outside the challenge, but just, mm -hmm. um, you know, pushing myself to a different space and seeing what my body can do post all these children and, and whatnot. So. That's amazing. Good for you. It's inspiring. Yeah. I hope I'm like that after I have kids. Because, I mean, sometimes women just like, you know, I have friends who struggle themselves after having kids and just like finding themselves again in their own bodies and being comfortable. And I look at them like, oh, my God, like, I don't have kids yet. I'm terrified. <laughs> but to see that there are women who have these kids and they are like, you know, I'm not going to let it stop me. I'm going to find myself back to where I want to be. I'm going to embrace this more mature, more womanly part of myself, I'm going to be even stronger. And it's inspirational. Yeah. I mean, and I think too, just to give credit to where credit's due, being in this, you know, small space with teenagers, you know, my, my oldest is like 15. My, my son will be 14 this year. My son's a distance runner and he's pretty good. You know, the moment that we, we were in the woods one day, and I had the little ones and they were all playing this little game. And he was, he was playing like keep away. And he had taken his stick and was running. And I told the little, you know, one of the little, little kids, I was like, I'm going to go get your stick. And it was the first time that I really realized how fast my son was because I couldn't catch him. And my, what that does to your ego, you know, I'm like, you came out of me and I can't catch you. And like, and I was, I was like, pushing myself as hard as I could go and I would get real real close to him and then he would just be like Pew! and take off and you know and I'm like I'm your mama and I can't catch you like that was doing something in my head like I I, 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 I don't Motivation. know if, it, if there was no pandemic I probably wouldn't care I'd be like okay my son is fast you know let me just go on and go on about my business whatever I'm doing in my life right my social world but when there's when you take extract that whole social world, you extract all of these other things that give you this dimension to your life. He 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 becomes my competition. <laughs> and I'm like, what? You're faster than me now, thirteen year old. 
Okay, so you are in the youth national track and field track meet. I'm going to still find a way to like be able to catch you. In what did mind. he say about that? Oh, he just laughed. He just laughed. <laughs> he just laughs you know? He's like, all right, mom, whatever. He's like, whatever. <laughs> Like, even now, like I told him, I'm like, look, I don't, I've lost some weight since I've been on the challenge. I've been working out. I was like, I'm like, I'm gonna get out there. And I'm gonna get you, man. I was like, I'm, I'm working out every day now. I'm gonna get you. He doesn't work out all now. And so he's like, cause he cross country's over. So he's not working out right now. I think in his brain, he still can just like go outside and just beat me. But I'm determined. I'm determined to surprise him. You know, and he might even still beat me, but I want to surprise him and like make it hard for him to beat me. But that's that's it. You know, I think with the pandemic, you you, I know me. I'm finding these new <laughs> these new um, these new opportunities to like just mm-hmm. see happiness, seize joy. You know, and uh, and you know, as far as your friends concerned, and anybody else that. Their, when their body changes, like you don't have to have kids for your body to change when you get older. Like that's just, yeah. Anybody can go through that. You know, mm-hmm. finding milestones that you can digest to say, all right, maybe it's not my milestone to have a six inch waist, but it's my milestone to go up and down the stairs without breathing hard every day. Mm-hmm. You know, you, just, you find what you can do and um, you set your goal and, and try to hit it. You're inspiring me. I need to go work out. (laughs) (laughs) Shoot. Get you a good podcast. Get your (laughs) 10,000 steps in, you know? There you go. It's true. Um, I just have one last challenge related question. So on a recent Instagram live, Melinda Nehemiah said that originally you all were not told that there were going to be two phases of the final and that the fourth team was going to be purged. Is that correct? Hmm. The, the 14, what's the 14? That the, oh, fourth, the fourth team 14. wasn't going to get purged. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I, I could tell you this. I don't want to say that that wasn't said. I can speak to the fact that if it was said anytime after we got off those logs, <laughs> it, it, it went somewhere else because I sleep at night. I've been sleeping you know, well, I, I, let me put it this way, you know, um, because of having all these kids, you know, back to back to back like that, it's like you get into this weird sleep pattern where you're sleeping like for two hours at 12 o'clock in the afternoon because that's when nap time is. And then you go to bed at like 730 because that's when the littlest one goes to sleep and you're waking up at like four in the morning to change diapers and all that other good stuff. So to be like standing on a log when like my circadian rhythm is that I'm normally like sleep, that threw me all the way off. Like I'd never done that before ever in any kind of way. Um, so he, TJ could have said the Star Spangled Banner in Spanish and Chinese and everybody would have gone to podcast and said, yep, he was in that joint, you know, he was on that joint spitting rhymes and, you know, he, he licked me in my face. And I, I, I'd be like, I missed all of that. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Cause I was in a zone like that next morning when they finally gave us like uniforms, I was just like, tell me what we gotta do. He's like, we're going to run in the woods that way. When he blow the horn, 
let's go that way. I said, fine. <laughs> we going that way and we gonna run. Um, yeah, I was I was out of it, man. I was so out of it. Um, and, but uh, like I said, I know for next time. I've been working on some things. <laughs> I got you. I uh, do TR Theo. Do you have any challenge related questions left? I mean, no, but I want to talk to you about John Brennan. Oh yeah, 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 John Brennan. I'll stand up showing. A lot of love between you guys lately. <laughs> oh yeah, man. You know, I, there's a kindred spirit I have with John. You know, um, I, I told him, you know, and a lot of people wouldn't even think this of me, but it's, you know, it's the absolute truth. You know, people that really, really know like my backstory, they they know about this part of it. But I spent many years like in church, like. I'm talking, I was in church every day. Like this is like when I was in middle school and like almost two years of high school. Like I was getting off of school, going to church and like Bible study and just into it. And I'm going to a Pentecostal church in Milwaukee, Wisconsin at the time. I got to take like two buses to get to the church. And if it was too cold and the bus wasn't coming, I would literally like walk to the church. And it was a solid like four miles from my house. And so, um, you know, to make certain decisions, you know, for yourself at a young age, spiritually, and you have people in your life that kind of guide you through that work. Um, you know, as John told his story on um, Real World Homecoming LA, like I was sitting back, just, it took me back in time to a time where, you know, there were people in my life that, you know, I no longer hear in the same way, but you talk about those milestones and those mile markers that kind of push you towards a certain aspect of just how you see the world. Um, you know, people that can be true to what their beliefs are and like stand by that, but without um, marginalizing any other people, like those people are like, I cherish those folks. So, um, you know, I just found connection. You know, I found when he was like, I really don't want to talk about my personal intimacy intimate you know business you know right like like i was sitting back like absolutely it's like if if a certain you know if tammy and others are requesting that the house be very vulnerable to where they were and what their boundaries were at the time you know why not respect this man's boundaries in the same way, even though that boundary isn't seen by society is something that's important, you know? Um, so that being said, you know, I'm just like, I like John. And then when I heard the song, I ain't done singing yet. Like, have you listened to that song yet? Like, it's great. It's great. Yeah. You know, it, you know, it talks about, you know, you're being on top one day and then the next day you're not on top and you got to reinvent yourself. But, you know, you kind of care about what people think, but then you don't, you don't, you don't. You just take that one step and you let them know, like, look, I'm not done yet. I'm not done growing. I'm not done learning. I'm not done learn loving, you know, come along if you want. I'm not sinking. I'm fishing. Like, it's a great song. You know, it's inspiring. And, it um, I love you that. Know, I want to see him win. Like, I, I want to see him, like, at the Grand Ole Opry. Because it's just kind of like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, it's like, 
you know, you gave up your dream to, you know, spend time with your dad and to work at, you know, the church and, the, you know, you were, you were called and compelled by God to do this other kind of work, but then you're also this artist. And just because you are a little bit older and just because you're not like in this music industry and connected and, you know, able to look your nose down on people like people do, there's still space for you to still be successful. So I was like, I want John to win. Like I want him to win so bad. I want him and I want David Edwards to win um, for very two very different reasons. But um, I want Dave to just, and if you watching this, Dave, I want you to win so that you can be here for your grandkids and your great grandkids. I want you to be that old man telling somebody to go get you a glass of water. Um, you're brilliant and you're talented and you got so much for the world to see. Mm-hmm. And I want you to be here. And that's what I got. Cause I had time to like, I met Dave Edwards. We were on the same um, challenge together. Like, yeah, so, you know, I spent time with Dave and, you know, we had some other conversations at a very different stage of my life. I was a kid then, but you know, like I said, I want to see him win for different reasons, but you know, in terms of just, you know, having a dream and you go and do some really important work, but you still have your dream. Like, I want to see John, you know, really be able to, at the very least of things, have his exit song be, I did everything that I came here to do. And I have zero, you know, there's nothing that's left undone. There's nothing where I'm sitting back wondering if it could be, you know, when he lost his dad, you know what I mean? It's like, I know what that feeling is like when you lose a parent before your parent can kind of see you come, you know, full circle. Um, I just, I want that for, I want that for him. And he, he, you know, he gave me one more song to have in my little phone. And it's funny because he sent me a CD and the only CD player I have is in, in my, in my vehicle. Cause I got an older vehicle. I got like an 08 vehicle. So that's the only CD player I got. So I love singing in the car. So I put a CD in and I was blasting that joint. I was like picking up my kid. And the parents looking in the in the car, like laughing at me because you know I'm sitting here blasting this country song in the DC, you know, <laughs> like you know I'm jamming, like I'm on it, you know, and um, you know, for everything that our family's been through in the last year, to be able to say a year later after that, you know, January 2022. I got my John Brennan shirt. I got a CD blasting. I done went on the Maya Riviera and jumped on some trampolines and jumped to some notes. And we don't have COVID anymore. And, you know, we've, in a sense, as a family, you know, we have triumphed um, certain, you know, certain adversities. Like I said, he's, he's a, he, John Brennan's song is a part of that story, too. And I just, like I said, I appreciate him. I definitely do. Oh, I love that. that. So nice. Yeah. Is, God damn. He seems like a nice guy. I know you he got does. me all in the feels right now. I know. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I'm looking around because um, I, I think I left the case in the car, but, you know, oh, wait a minute. No, it's right here. It's right here. It's right here underneath this thing right there. But yeah, it is the joint right here. You know, the John Brennan I ain't done. Oh, yet. I like, I love the cover. Right. I like the shirt. Yeah, it got the maxi single. Nice. So it has um, Alabama, Tennessee, and Kentucky on it. it. Has I just stood there? I'm only in it for the love and uh, here in the real world. And of 
request the number one song. I ain't done singing yet. So, you know, I'm <laughs> be open. Like if y'all watching this podcast and you're like, man, I don't listen to country music. <laughs> listen to the daggone song. You know, you may find inspiration in something that you don't normally listen to. You know, if you look into my title, you're not going to see a whole lot of country in my title, in my, in my playlist or whatnot. I, I'm a big hip hop. So I got hip hop in my playlist, a lot of jazz, a lot of Afro beats. But John Brennan is on my, I have his playlist that I have is called um, Wake Up and Slay Sis. And it has uh, like Beyonce on it. It has your rhythmics as, you know, um, just things that help me get hype. It got like Orange 9 Millimeter on it, you know, Bad Brain. And it got um, John Brennan on it. So. Love it. I love it. Especially this one song, like singing this song in the morning, it gets your blood flowing. It really does, (laughs) you know. (laughs) It's like cardio for the throat. Yeah. Yeah, I have to add it to the I'll have to add it to my Spotify. Yeah, it's cardio for the throat, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You went to the gym twice a day? Yeah. First time was in my car. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Any other questions, guys? Otherwise, I have a few random questions I'm gonna ask that we like to do for fun. I do. I I will ask one thing. Oh, to you. Uh Is there any other fun moments that we didn't see due to maybe the edit or anything like that on the show? Um, I think more Tundra, more Tundra. Like, <laughs> more tundra. tundra had a whole lot more to give, man. Oh, you yeah. know, and then um, Ain't It, which is- Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You, know, um, you know, Derek as Ain't It um, was definitely a moment. Um, let's see here, what else? Did you kind of see? Because I can't really talk about like what was completely cut out, because you know that's right. kind of like a violation, um, because that just wasn't part of the story that they told. But in terms of what y'all saw, that I would have loved for y'all to see more of. Um, yeah, definitely Tundra, definitely Ain't It, um, Tina as prankster. Tina was a big prankster. Like there were more pranks than just the dissolving draws. Like I would have loved to have seen them. Oh, they should have showed more. Yeah, so I'll leave it at that. I think I think I can safely say that um, without you know spilling too much tea. Um, But yeah, I I really hope that at some point it makes sense to you know the 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 network folk to say you know what we need to have a challenge all stars uncut and here's some of the stolen moments that um, y'all didn't see that were hilarious. Um, But yeah, there's one thing we were just talking about it like two days ago. Um, Tina called check on me um, when my uh, mother-in-law passed. She was like, um, we were talking about it. And I was like, yeah, they need to show more of your pranks. And she's like, well, which one was your favorite? And I told her. And she's like, that's right. And she's like, people were mad at me for that one. I was like, I, was, <laughs> I wasn't mad. I was like, it helped, it helped the time move from point A to point B. You know, because I think too, like her pranks, because it like i said it takes up time and it takes up space it keeps you from getting caught up in a lot of that he said she said because you're in the middle of a prank so (laughs) so um yeah i think tina as prankster Mm -hmm. uh, it would be it would be interesting um if they you know would decide to share that with the world they need to bring that the bring back the uh the shit they wouldn't show or what was that they used to have the shit they should have shown that yeah they need to bring that back they do. Real quick, I, agree. Like, real quick, I wanted that. to ask you about um, MJ calling you extra. How did you feel about that? <laughs> MJ, 
how you gonna win half a million dollars now you gonna call me extra come on <laughs> Boy, now you know. I, look, MJ, my birthday is in November. You owe me a birthday present or something like you know, <laughs> win the whole bag. Cause see, watching the, the challenge and seeing how close John A and MJ were to just being like, we we out. You know, they, they yeah. kind of got a gift in me yeah. you know, running out of gas. They kind of got a gift. Because, you know, they easily could have been us, you know, just looking at the show, you know, so leave me alone, MJ. You don't want to come online for me because I'm getting good at online a little bit. I'm getting good at clapback. You don't want to clap back at, at, at the superhero. Don't do that. You know, just leave me uh, alone. Leave me alone, MJ. Leave me right. alone. Leave me alone. Or his Greek salad is next. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I got love MJ, man. He, I told somebody else on another podcast. They're like, uh, people, if you look at the early part of the show, my I was in a bunk bed and my bunk bed was over MJ's bed. Mm. And like when he sleeps, he has this real rhythmic breathing situation. Like he's like, mm, mm, mm. it's like this, this this breathing that's just like kind of you know as melodic. And I was like, oh, that's kind of soothing. Like, that's that's chill. Like, so, you know, going from, you know, not having any sounds in my room but my own, you know, when I sleep to, to hearing rhythmic sleep sounds. Um, that was like the good thing that I could say about um, MJ. He was always kind to me. He was never um, unkind to me the whole time I was there. But yeah, don't, 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 don't come for me online, post <laughs> show. MJ. Don't do that. Don't do that. So I have just a couple of fun, random questions. Um, would you survive a zombie apocalypse? And if so, do you think, or if not, how long do you think you'd make it? I would survive a zombie apocalypse because I go find Brad Fiorenza to help me survive. Listen, when he ripped them boxes off that, <laughs> off that daggone truck, <laughs> I, I, I thought TJ was going to give it to him. Because I'm just like, damn, he really won't be in the final. He was like, like I'm, I'm, I'm taking the whole goddamn truck. I'm, I'm taking the, the box. I'm taking the I'm ripping the whole thing apart. I'm in the final. I'm like, okay, he, he going to the final. You know, he, he ripped it up. He incredible to hook the whole thing. Um, but yeah, I would survive a zombie apocalypse for sure, you know, especially if I had somebody like Brad by my side. Because first off, you know, the door will not be locked. Like if you're running from the zombies, you know how in a zombie movie, like you run up to like the fence or the door and it can't open? Nope. Brad gonna break that shit down. He gonna <laughs> open it. He gonna be holding the door in his hand. Like, he gonna be like, Kah -kah! and I'll be like, thanks, Brad. And I keep running from <laughs> You can just hide in his beard. Just crawl in there and die. <laughs> yeah, man. I go find Brad. And, and yeah, man. It'd be like me. It'd be like, it'd be like me, Brad. It'd be like me, Brad, his girl, you know, and repopulating the earth, you know. Tundra would probably roll up because, you know, Tundra going to survive the zombies too because Tundra, you know. Yes, she cute. will. That is <laughs> Yeah, Terry's gonna That's survive the daggone zombies too, cause you know he gonna bring the business. He gonna give him the business. So uh, you know, I, I think, think Kahuta would survive out of everybody. 
Listen. Yeah. Let me let me tell you something. They're making a living in the middle of nowhere. First off, we wouldn't know we wouldn't know where Kahuta was till after everything was over and Kahuta <laughs> come out his hole with his like 18 children and shit. He'd be like, oh, I thought y'all was running things. No, we got a whole nother nation over here that we done built while y'all asses was out there, you know, trying not to get your guts ate out. Like, nah, Kahuta's a non-factor because he's going to already be alive in his bunker that he built 10 years ago. It's completely accurate. I feel like that's yeah, completely you, you, accurate. You'll be watching old challenge episodes in the basement <laughs> while we freaking, you know, eating old bacon oh, like Iron Legend. You know, we'll be eating mm-hmm. old bacon and putting bleach on our front steps and trying to Will Smith it out. He gonna be in, he gonna be watching his TV and everything. He gonna be Jesus. That is true. Bison. <laughs> well, obviously, you call yourself Ayana's superhero on social media. So if you could choose any superpower, which would you choose? Oh, I'd be invisible. The um, one? Yeah, I would, I'd be completely invisible. And then I, I, I'd be able to turn it on and turn it off like Bilbo. I'd just be like, I'm here. I'm not here. <laughs> you just walk right into the banks. I'm here. <laughs> I'm not here. But I'm here, though. You just can't see me. Yeah, I'd be invisible. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even use my powers for evil. I wouldn't steal. I wouldn't steal. But I, I like invisibility because sometimes you can see the beauty that doesn't present itself when uh, a person is trying to hide. So I'd like to be invisible to see more beauty. I like that. I like that. On other people's conversations. Yeah. Oh yeah, you could. That's what I would do. <laughs> Or I just be creepy and I just like sneak in on, you know, random people sleeping. <laughs> somebody else told me, they're like, yeah, she's creepy. Like she would watch somebody sleep. I'm like, well, if you're fine, I might watch you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time. You know, I might, you know, if it's that good. I might have to watch you sleep. You know, be ready for when you wake back up again. Be like, okay, let's go. Round two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question. If you could visit anywhere in the world, where would you go? Oh man, um, anywhere I haven't been, uh, where would I go? I would like to. Uh, I like to go to Paris. I like to like see the the masterpieces. You know, I've, I would also like to go to Egypt. I would love to see like the pyramids and and the tombs. You know, there's a couple of uh, tombs that have recently been discovered that you know not a lot of people are allowed to go in. So you know, I would like to go to Egypt and um, experience something like that. Um, I'd also like to go really, really, really deep into the ocean, like where huh? you know, the, 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 the fish and the animals are like neon colored because they've never seen the light of day. I, I would like to do that, but I would just hope that there would be no random sea alien mystery monster that would like come in our submarine and like try to eat my face off and like the movies like- Be like Sharknado. Out there Ooh, in the middle of the in ocean. space. I would like to go to space, man. I like to go to space, like when I'm galaxies way far out. Like the- William Shatner did it. Well, you know, he they didn't go to another galaxy. They just went up and came no, out. he just went up. Yeah, but still, that's crazy. Yeah, they went up in the Bezo. I'd be terrified. <laughs> they went up in the big Bezo, you know. You talking about what a rich free person does? It's like I'm gonna make a big old spaceship shaped like me. 
Yeah. <laughs> go up in the sky. And so, um, and I'm going to put William Shatner in me. And I'm going to shoot him up into the galaxy. No, like the, 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 oh the, type, the type of drugs that you take that have you come to like that kind of a, of a, of a consciousness. And like how that we can't afford those kind. Can't afford those kind of drugs. I gotta, I gotta stick to, I gotta stick to uh, how they say Bartles and James wine coolers. You know, I, I can't, <laughs> I can't mm-hmm. even get that kind of good liquor. You know, <laughs> but um, no, but seriously, like I would like the the new um, the James Webb telescope. I would love to like go out to one of those galaxies that are like millions and millions, twenty five million light years away, and. Uh, I don't know if I get out the ship. I don't know if I get out, but I'm, I might get out if I feel safe enough to like breathe on my own in like a suit or something. I might. I, I'm kind of that boss of the wall kind of girl. I might get out. I get abducted but, by aliens. I'd be too afraid. Mm-mm. They'd be like, "Come on!" They're just like waiting. They're like hunters in the bush. It's just like, "Come on, step onto the. Come on, and then just snatch you up." Listen, if the aliens look like tech, they can take me any day. <laughs> I will second that. I mean, like, it's a whole, it's a whole nation of y'all. <sighs> I'm gone. Take me. I'm gone. I'm gone. Okay. We can get you the Carrie Fisher bikini and everything. To <laughs> be sitting there like on job of the hood, like sitting there on the ground. <laughs> they got me, y'all. Sorry, kids. I can't come back home. They got me. Like, uh, Ayana, we have unlocked you five times and you keep locking yourself right back in. <laughs> and there it is. And there it is. You're like, got me. I'm not leaving now. <laughs> I ain't going nowhere. I'm not going anywhere. Go on ahead and play on that weird organ one more time. We're going to dance. Well, this was so much fun. Thank you again for sitting down with us, chatting with us. Can you let everybody know where they can find you in social media land if they're not following you already? Oh man, yeah. Just again, I'm I'm new to this whole world like of social media in a sense of you know engaging with a lot of people that I've never met before. Um, so I'm on Instagram and I'm on Twitter hardcore right now. Um, I'm still trying to get used to TikTok and transforming like Facebook into something that I can use in this space. I'm having a tough time, y'all. So, you know, I'm, I'm raising my hand. I'm, I'm the one in the back of the class. Like, I need a tutorial. Um, so I'm really tough. Like, I'm not very good at Facebook um, with this whole challenge stuff. But, yeah, on Instagram, I'm Ayana Superhero. On TikTok, Ayana Superhero. Um, I don't have nothing up on TikTok yet, but I'm going to have something up soon. Um, and then on Twitter, Ayana Superhero. And I'm really accessible. You know, just hit me up. If you're negative, I will just block and delete you. Like, I don't have no, I, I have no, like, I don't have no chill. If you want to be negative, y'all go be negative over in y'all negative land. But Are you, you a know. Scorpio? I'm Sag all day. Long. Oh, you're Sag. Okay. My mama was a Scorpio. I got strong Scorp influences. Uh, my son is a Scorp. So, you know, I'm bookended by Scorpio. But okay. um, every, like every moon in this, in this, they did my star chart when I was born and my all the moons and the planets, everything but Mercury was in Sagittarius and Mercury was in Scorpio. Wow. But everything, all that little interplanetary alignments, everybody was in Sagittarius when I was born. So that like you know, never happens. Never. 
shoot, we check. I'm I'm real. Anything I, I know. Really- That's why I'm like, that is insane. Yeah, everything- I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> oh, I do. Yeah, yeah. I'll do your birth chart for you one day, Tia. Okay, I've done mine. It's like the time of day you're born, with the day that you're born, with where you were, mm-hmm. like in the planet, like where your location was. It's like all of that stuff. Yeah, so, um, and tells you what you're rising, which is like you know your main one and your moon, your Mercury, your Mars, your Pluto, your rising house, your descending. Girl, I'll do it for you. Don't worry. Yeah. Okay. I've, I've done it for myself. The guy that did mine, like, either the guy that did mine in 1981 was lying or everything was in Sagittarius. <laughs> I believe you. It's but, you know, it's 81. So, you know, anything goes, you know. Like, in, in 81, you know, the common cold was called coronavirus. and yeah, that's, that's what it is. That's what it is, but it's weird because like folks will like put that up like on the internet, like they'll say this book says that the common cold was coronavirus, and I'm like, that book was published in 1981. <laughs> so you know, we were chewing gum out of garbage pill kid packs. <laughs> you know that hard gum that you had yes. to get real wet oh, and then yeah. it would like dissolve and it would never even be chewy. We did a lot of things in the eighties that I probably wouldn't hold on to today. So just think about that young kid. Facts. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> well, well if, you, if-, if you want to learn more about Facebook, you can join our page. We'll talk yeah. you through it. <laughs> we have a fan group on Facebook called the challenge unbothered. Uh, we also have entertainment unbothered where we talk about everything else outside of the challenge. Um, our YouTube page is the unbothered podcast. IG the challenge unbothered and Twitter at unbothered pod one all right cool cool. we're, we're rebuilding the twitter because joe got the last one shut down oh joe <laughs> fighting too many people oh, <laughs> on behalf of some of our faves so thank you again so much Iana, for joining us i hope you have a great weekend um once we get all this edited we will tag you in all the posts hope that you share it and just yeah thank you and to everybody who's watching if you had a negative opinion before i hope it if it didn't change, then you were not paying attention. Yeah, and if and if it's, it's still the same, it's cool. And uh, everybody can't like pizza, you know. My my daughter don't eat pizza. Well, we so, don't like people know. who don't like pizza. Well, except for your daughter, <laughs> she pizza. Gets- oh, it's my favorite food. Right, I, know, I love right. pizza. You know, so it's it's cool. Like I said, you know, I'm all about if there's there is enough room. It's enough room for everything. It's enough room for you know, spies and allies and how they get down. It's enough room for the all-stars and how we get down. It's enough room for the old stuff and it's enough room for the things that ain't even come to fruition yet. But I just thank you guys for taking the time out to care enough to, um, you know, reach out and provide a space for us to be free. This didn't even exist the last time I was on TV. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we get so much more information of things that we don't see that or that's not explained to us because of podcasts and social media allowing the cast members like yourself to be able to speak out and correct what may be wrong or fill in the blanks because we're not seeing it and it's just like it just brings a whole new layer to this show yeah man and I, like I said I appreciate it like because back in the day you know you would go home and whatever you know somebody kind of took of you you might not see them at all because you know we don't have social media so you might not see that person until like two years later and they're coming up to you like yo so how's your mom because the last episode they saw was you know your mom was alive and it's like oh you didn't watch episode 814 when she passed away and yeah now my mom's so long and short of it just the access to information that Mm -hmm. can 
paint, I think, uh, uh, for those that are interested, they just can paint a more dimensional picture of all of us. Um, Absolutely. And it just gives people the space. The folks that need to vent, they get a space to vent. The folks that want to be silly like me, we get a space to, you know, be silly. And um, there's enough room. I think that's a big part of just tolerance for us. Mm -hmm. Somebody had asked me, they're like, did you realize that they had Blue Lives Matter on the back of your uh, water packs in the final? And I had to go back and look. So I was like, I wasn't, you know, I was tired. And I was like, just does that thing over there have water in it? Okay, I'm drinking out of that thing over there. Um, but sure enough, went back and one of the packs had a symbol on it. Um, you know, for me personally, when it comes to a lot of the like politically charged issues and, and things that are happening right now in the world, there's so many different dimensions of it. You know, on the surface, you know, I can say, you know, I support police and I support, you know, folks coming into um, circumstances that are very dangerous and having someone that's going to be on the side of bringing things um, calmer and bringing, restoring order, right? But on the, I can also say, because we have this space and we have the internet, I can also say, you know, when I was nine months pregnant, two weeks before I had my baby, a police officer stopped me in front of my house and uh you know made me stand there you know while i you know i i i went to the bathroom with myself because i was standing there and he wouldn't let me go into my home like that happened to me that was a trauma while i was pregnant with my daughter like that happened you know um i can be both i can be somebody that's like you know somebody tries to stab me i want the police to come and say stop stabbing her and take that person away but I also have experienced trauma as well as the police. So, you know, having these podcasts and, and having these spaces, I think it will, I think that it can allow folks a little bit of wiggle room to say, all right, maybe this person isn't all of one thing. Maybe, maybe they ain't all just this one dimensional person. And uh, I may not agree with like 90% of who they are, this one part of it, who they are, I connect with it and I see what that is. And um, I find community just in that. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. So um, that being said, I will follow y'all on everything I can follow you. If I don't follow you immediately, it's, it's just for the fact that like my daughter was just in here with me this afternoon. I'm like, okay, should I follow this person? And she's like, no, that's a bot, mom. Just delete that one. <laughs> just delete that one. You know, big booty kisses is not a real person. Just delete that one. And I'm being facetious, but you know, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> but um, no worries. We love you know, it though. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm taking baby steps with all of this because literally, you know, again, four and a half months ago, I was just a person at home with my little folks that I went to high school with and elementary school with in college that I was connected to online. And you know, you say happy birthday and you like their photos, and that was like the extent of it. So podcasts and engagement and, and likes and retweets and all of that, that's, this is all very new for me. And I just, again, thank you for your patience as I try to navigate it all. We're just glad you're back. Yeah. Exactly. We're just happy you're back. All right. happy we well, can now look. follow you. Well, look, you know, and then, you know, send me the information, you know, I'll send you a little something, a little quirky thing. I'm into that right now. I just, to thank you guys 
for taking this time out to like, you know, listen to me ramble and cut it into something that, you know, is digestible by the people. <laughs> Absolutely. But, um, just send me a mailing address. I'd love to send you a little quirky something or other, you know, draw my daughter dead or whatever. But <laughs> that'd be cute. I have to say, you have made me laugh more than any other interview we've done. <laughs> so yes. Oh my gosh, you, you, I made you laugh more than tech. Please, you God. did that's actually. That's impossible. I was, man. I was so nervous to talk to him. I was just like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, girl. I, man, I'm telling you, like I said, you know, this was a special season to me. You know, um, I, I think we should have, I think we could have seen more Steve. I think we could have seen more Steve. Yeah. He kind of comes off as a little, you know, kind of, you know, sketchy in this. In, in this season, but you know, Steve is actually a very, very funny guy too. You know, especially when he starts talking about the magic hands, um, and his hands are magic. They're so smooth, like Dave Chappelle said. They're like they're like small eggs. They're smooth like eggs. But um, he has these really like porcelain like hands and and whatnot. And now I look at like ads for like hamburgers, and I'd be like, I wonder if those. I wonder if that's Steve. I wonder if that's Steve. So um. Like I said, yes. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a grateful, appreciative, and I know we getting in on our time, so I want to be respectful of y'all. Thank y'all, thank y'all so much. Have me back. Anytime. Thank you. Thank you. Well, absolutely. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Ayana. No you problem. too. Bye.